Sports and welcome to the Friday edition. I'm John Gormley. Thank you for being here this morning. Gosh, do we have a ton of stuff on the docket today. And of course, because Friday is here, this means the week's ultimate open session. Lines wide open to you. There's no fixed topic. Nothing particularly we have booked today. Uh, we will check in 11 o'clock, Belton Johnson with its eaten time. Uh, a little bit later, Gary Poyer, award-winning author, financial planner. What an interesting book. Make Retiring Easy. <laughs> financial planning and retirement. We'll talk to Gary Poyer. I don't know who could remotely be interested in that issue. Um, by the way, what a great week it's been. I have one more week left uh, prior to stepping aside. I'm not using the R word uh, with great abandon. But uh, gosh, it's uh, I'm looking ahead at next week. Uh, Tuesday of next week, I'll be at Agribition, uh, which will be uh, a great last goal for shows on the road. And uh, we've got a lot of stuff here planned next week. I hope you'll be here. So what do we do now? Well, want to begin with a couple of actually a couple of related stories. The federal court has ruled, and this is a bombshell. Justice Angela Ferlinetto strikes down the Trudeau government's ban on plastics. Now, you can't be the only non-scientist who wondered, how does plastic get called toxic? It's kind of like CO2 being a hazardous substance. <laughs> An adult has finally stepped in and said, all plastics toxic have to pose a danger. Every single plastic has a different chemical composition. Some plastics are dangerous if you eat them, but not all plastics are dangerous and toxic. So the judge strikes down the ban, and you remember they started with the uh, single-use plastics, grocery bags, plastic cutlery, and the like. God, finally an adult has arrived. Now, this will clearly be appealed, but it is the second setback in the last three weeks. Remember Bill C-69, the environmental assessment bill, struck down by the Supreme Court as overly broad. So uh, the chickens, I think, are coming home to roost. So in this vein, Angus Reid Institute has a national survey out on the carbon tax. The highest number of Canadians, 42%, say the carbon tax should be abolished completely. 25% say, well, hold off any more increases, just keep it the way it is. 17% say, well, maybe temporarily just stop the carbon tax altogether for the next three years. Only 15% of Canadians say the carbon tax should continue as it is planned. So the plurality, or the highest proportion, 42% say just scrap this tax altogether. Chat about that this morning, week's hottest shows, heroes and zeros, and a ton of stuff here. Well, speaking of the aforementioned carbon tax, uh, Saskatchewan's government, you remember a couple of weeks ago, shocked the nation by saying our government-owned gas distribution company, Sask Energy, which charges you the carbon tax because federal law mandates that, will no longer be charging the carbon tax on natural gas as of January 1st and will not remit the amount of that tax to Ottawa. So yesterday in the legislature, a bill was tabled that will give the 
government, the enabling legislation to do this. Uh, it is named the Sask Energy Carbon Tax Fairness for Families Amendment Act. What does it mean? Well, the minister responsible for crowns, including Sask Energy, Dustin Duncan, joins us in Regina this morning. Uh, minister, thanks for taking our call. Thanks for having me, John. Did you need this bill to be able to do what Sask Energy says it will do January 1st? Absolutely. So not only what uh, the bill does is um, uh, transfers the obligation and the responsibility for that very narrow part of the federal legislation from Sask Energy uh, to the government, to me as the minister, to make so that um, we've already announced that we're going to stop collecting uh, the carbon tax on Sask Energy bills come January 1st. But that obligation to remit the carbon tax we're, we're lifting that from Sask Energy. We're, we're placing it within the government uh, to uh, myself as the minister. Uh, but what this also does is provides indemnification for anybody at Sask Energy, the board of directors, the officers, the agents, the officials, all the employees. We're providing indemnification so that in the event that there are consequences, um, if we decide not to remit, remit at some point in the future, that those consequences will not be borne by any of them. They'll be borne by me as the minister. I'm not going to ask the people of Sask Energy, the women and men who do a great job each and every day of providing gas to this province to heat our homes and to run our industries. I'm not going to ask them to bear the consequences that I'm not willing to take myself. And so it provides indemnification in the event that there um, are penalties from the federal government. But uh, more importantly, it lifts that obligation for that very narrow part of the federal legislation from them to us. You did call it carbon jail, so you're prepared to go? Well, um, (laughs) I am. Uh, You know, I'll say this, John. uh, I've been elected for 17 years. I've been in the cabinet for 14 years. I've never had, up until this point, I've never had to retain legal counsel personally until now. So we're taking this seriously, um, and uh, uh, what we want to do is provide assurances to everybody at Sask Energy that um, if the government decides uh, to not remit the carbon tax, that that's not on them, it's on us, and it's on me as the minister. Dustin Duncan, minister responsible for the crowns. So under the federal government's bill that enables all of this folly, it's called the Greenhouse Gas Pollution Pricing Act, uh, this regulates distributors of natural gas. So basically what you're saying is, for the purposes of this federal act, the distributor and all the rights, powers, authorities won't be Sask Energy, but will be the crown of Saskatchewan. That's correct. Uh, Sask Energy won't be the registered distributor. Um, the government, um, in right of the crown, the government will be, uh, will, would be deemed to be the distributor of gas. Do you have any feedback from Ottawa following the the Premier's ultimatum two weeks ago that come January 1st, if there isn't a carbon tax halt? Are you hearing anything from the feds? No, we're not. Um, We we haven't had any feedback, uh, to my knowledge. I know that the, uh, I believe our Deputy Premier raised this with the Deputy Prime Minister, that this was... uh, uh, our intent, um, that we wanted that fairness for families in Saskatchewan, frankly, all Canadians, to be extended, not just to uh, people in Atlantic Canada, but to the rest of us. But at this point, uh, we haven't received any formal feedback from the federal government. When you factor in the amount on natural gas of the carbon tax, uh, average user, what does this end up uh, saving people on that side of the tax? Yeah, so for the average family in Saskatchewan, this will be about a $400 uh, 
it'll be it'll amount to about four hundred dollars in terms of relief for them on their Sask Energy bill. That's not just the carbon tax. Remember, uh, you also pay GST on top of the carbon tax. So for the average family, it'll provide about four hundred dollars of relief. There are some saying the Saskatchewan government should be doing things uh, as well on this whole question of uh, affordability. Uh, you, you did the checks last year, uh, but are there views of whether it's the fuel tax provincially, even whether it's the federal carbon tax on the fuel tax? I mean, are there other things uh, that you are contemplating? Well, certainly in, in my role as the minister responsible uh, for the Crown Corporations, this will provide, I think, significant relief for people. Again, it's about $400 for the average family in Saskatchewan. We're also, you know, we'd be also looking to, you know, is there a way to extend that relief to people that, uh, uh, for example, use electricity to heat their homes? Not everybody is on natural gas. And the other thing to keep in mind about all of this, John, is that, we went through a process in the 1980s where we did large-scale rural gasification in this province that cost hundreds of millions of dollars. In today's dollars, would be well over half a billion dollars. Um, and we shouldn't be penalized because we already made the right decision to move off of uh, heating fuel and to move on to a cleaner source of, of gas, into, in this case, natural gas. And so this is really asking uh, the federal government to either give us that, that fairness that they're giving to others in Canada, in Atlantic Canada, extend that right across the country. Uh, and if not, uh, if they don't do it, uh, then, then we'll be prepared to do that. Dustin Duncan, Minister of the Crowns, anything the province can do with respect to people who might use propane in terms of trying to get that carbon tax relieved? You know, I don't think that there is. And I think that you've seen in other provinces the limitations that they have because, you know, in this case, we have a crown utility that delivers natural gas where other provinces don't. Uh, and so we've seen other provinces, I think Alberta, the Premier of Alberta indicated that, you know, they would like to do what Saskatchewan is proposing to do, but they can't because of the limitations. And the same would be the case for other industries that aren't regulated and operated by the Crown. And so, um, you know, that's why we're, again, asking for the Prime Minister, just do the right thing. Extend what you've done in Atlantic Canada, extend it right across the piece, because then that would cover everybody that we can't, um, frankly, uh, provide that relief to through uh, the Crown utility like we're doing with Sask Energy. Minister, thanks for starting the show this morning. Thanks, John, and all the best uh, in the next chapter. I'm sure it'll be just as exciting as the last one. Well, thank you very much. Dustin Duncan, Minister of the Crowns. Uh, Okay, so this legislation that the minister says is required in order to uh, give the government the power. And, of course, what it does is it takes away from Sask Energy all of the powers and rights under the federal act, which regulates natural gas distributors. So now the distributor will be the crown and right of Saskatchewan and their agent is Sask Energy. So I know legalistic, but an important distinction and a difference. So I told you about the Angus Reid Institute. Only 15% of Canadians think the carbon tax should stay as is. 42%, the greatest number, say it should be scrapped altogether. Would you like to know how crisis-level climate change is working, scaring the hell out of your kids? In 2019, 40% of Canadians said among their top issues, climate change was it. 2019, 40%. Then 34%. Now, today in Canada, it's funny how the grown-ups have all woken up. 22% of people 
wake up every morning thinking that climate change is one of the most important issues facing them. I'm John Gormley. Hey, Friday, Brando, that would be Heroes and Zeros. Next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. of weeknight binging in our house last night. That's the luxury when the kids are all grown up, you're just hanging out, and you say, honey, apparently season six of The Crown dropped today. Four episodes, oh, let's make a dent. (laughs) Three out of the four. (laughs) Oh, it was good. But then again, I'm hooked on The Crown. Amber Dowling is going to check in just as we get things going at 9 o'clock. TV critic par excellence on will this be binge-worthy and buzz-worthy crown? It is, by the way, the final year. And if you haven't experienced the crown yet, I strongly recommend it. Also, the Prime Minister at Apex, some talk, pro-Palestinian noisy protesters, you know, the same gang that have been going to restaurants, targeting Jewish businesses. They took after Pierre Polyev last night, and there was uh, competing chants. They're yelling, free Palestine. His crowd's yelling, axe the tax. <laughs> more loudly. First, though, today's Heroes and Zeros. I'm not trying to be your hero. My hero. I think you just became my personal hero. That zero is too cold for me. Zero? You're a bald-faced liar. Okay, this guy is a real zero. Today's hero, and there are many, several thousand police officers who go to work every day in this province knowing the risks that come with protecting us. We want to single out Sergeant Braden Lonsbury Estevan, wounded by a man who had earlier in a domestic dispute murdered his mother. They had him in for processing. He grabs a handgun, shoots Sergeant Braden, and Braden Lonsbury uh, seriously injured but recovered home now and will be heading back to duty. And the other true hero... The yet unnamed officer, former military man, heard the ruckus, came in, opened fire, shot the perp, and saved many other lives. Along with Sergeant Braden Lonsbury, you are Saskatchewan heroes. Uh, Today's Zero. This is also a Gold Star Dumb Criminal Award. You're doing a bunch of burglary, stealing stuff. The police plane begins to buzz around, so you pull out a laser thinking you will blind the pilot and distract the plane. What it earned Jesse McKenzie was Canadian aviation charges on top of all the theft and burglary charges. Jesse McKenzie, you are a zero, and like so many criminals, you are dumb. This is 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.